Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I'm joined by Shannon Moneybag Times. <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> and LeVon, maybe chisel out of granite, Maynard. <laughs> what's up? How the hell are you? <laughs> so today's show, we will discuss the latest news concerning Google's treatment of another female employee uh, and their new initiative to meet with Black college leaders in our hot topic section uh, in topic one. Shannon will lead us through how Atlanta's HBCUs landed millions in funding. In topic two, I will break down some recent uh, disclosed Cisco SD-WAN bugs and patches. And in topic three, LeVon will take us on a guided tour of Microsoft's zero trust methodology. Uh, and then all that will be followed by what we've been playing. But first, how about them bills? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, you talk, my, my talking trash. Models of connection. Hey, I can't hear nobody. I can't hear nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Well, they, they gave it to us. I have no excuses. I have no excuses at all. That was that was no a good excuses. game. They played well. They outdid us. I can't blame it on the refs. I can't blame it on us. They just gave us the business, man. Congrats. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. No, I, I appreciate it. You know, I've been wow. waiting for this since ni- 1995. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you had in the last five, six years? Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last time we get that rain <laughs> on, on the fluke. On the fluke. <laughs> oh, they, they try to turn the lights out on us, man. They try to turn the lights out on us. That's the only way they could beat us, you know. <laughs> no, we we, we we in there. The bill's in there. But how, how's everybody's week? How you, how you guys been doing this week? Everything's been good. Right. No, no, no big issues. Uh, studying? Yeah. No, didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well. We might as well just put that in there every week, like, right? Do it, but no, nah, I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get on it. But no, nah, I didn't, didn't do any studying. Uh, work was good. Family's good. So no complaints here. Yeah, I'm the same thing too. I, uh, not much, not much going on here. Same thing, kind of working, working uh, hard. Been playing some uh, some games here and there, and um, just hanging out with the family, trying to trying to survive. The uh, and obviously, you know, we had a lot of uh, big big news the last couple of weeks with the new new administration in the office, and all that kind of stuff going on. So, uh, right. besides that, just been been kicking back, chilling out, and uh, enjoying life. That's what's up. So so it's me. I, I had the the most action packed week. All right. Yeah, that has never that has never happened. <laughs> what you got going on over there, man? So so Monday I started a, a new job. So I'm I'm an I'm an evaluator and inspector. I'm inspecting people. Ooh, so okay. now I'm less less CISP and more uh, PMP in my life mm. for the uh, for the for the near future. So I'm pretty excited. Nice. Um, like like my my boss already asked me. He's like, you know how agile works? I want to use that. I'm like, man. You have no clue how much I know about agile. I'm about to school you. That's but right. uh, aside from that, man, uh, 
Friday, I, I was given the opportunity to get the uh, the vaccine. I took it. Nice, um, nice, nice. It's good. But but I didn't change any of my weekend plans. So I woke up, did yoga for the first time because that was part of the plan was to get in a yoga class on Saturday, and then I helped a, a coworker move their entire house. <laughs> so I'm white. Mm, wow. Dang. Dang. I don't I don't I don't know if it was uh, getting the, the first the first dose or if it, I just been doing so much this week. I'm just I'm, I'm wiped out. But I heard you're uh, chiseled out of granite. That's what they say. You should be, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. It should, be light, it should be light work for you. What are you talking about? I'm not chiseled out of Play-Doh. <laughs> I, I had no clue how, how like it's supposed to be relaxation yoga. I, I was not relaxed. <laughs> every movement, every movement was hard. <laughs> yeah. My yeah, I heard that. Trash. Yeah, right. I, I heard people do that, like the hot yoga too, where they're um, like in a kind of like a sauna type environment and while they're doing the yoga, it kind of gives you like yeah. burns more calories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. I'm yeah. too skinny already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no part of that. Right, right. Well, that's all that's good. That's not. That's enough about me, right? Uh, let's move into our, our hot topics. Um, so this week, uh, it was a really good flow, actually. Like the hot topics lead directly into topic one. So uh, off the top, first hot topic is Google targets, and this is the name of the article, by the way, Google targets AI ethics lead Margaret Michelle after firing Tim at Gabriel. So in this article, uh, it discusses that the... She is the ethical AI team leader, Margaret Meg Mitchells. Uh, her privileges have been revoked, similar to what happened to Dr. Gabriel before she was um, uh, quote unquote resigned or terminated um, is what, what actually happened. But in this case, uh, Google says they have receipts for why her account has been suspended. Uh, to give a little backstory, so she's pretty much Dr. Gabriel's right hand before Dr. Gabriel's uh, exit from Google in that department, as well as she's uh, she's had some words to say about um, uh, is it April Curley, the uh, HBCU yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, diversity recruiter. She has some words to say about that, it's just and as well as just Google's practices in diversity in general, but a spokesperson from uh, Google stated that our security systems automatically lock an employee's corporate account when they detect that the account is at risk of compromise due to credential problems or when an automated rule involves involving the handling of sensitive data has been triggered. In this instance, yesterday our system detected that an account had exfiltrated thousands of files and shared them with multiple external accounts. We explained this to the employee earlier today. We are actively investigating um, this matter as part of a standard procedure to gather additional details. So it seems as though they have receipts and they have concerns. Uh, obviously, I can't speculate what was being exfiltrated, if her account had been uh, hacked or if she was sending data to, to elsewhere. But it's of note because um, obviously we've talked about that, Dr. Gabriel. We've talked about, um, uh, I, I keep wanting to call her April Curley. I want to make sure I get her name right. I think that was right. Yeah, April, I think it was, yes, oh, yeah. April April Curley. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. It's the uh, the the only diversity recruiter that they had, who upped their numbers by three hundred percent during her time there, for black and brown uh, engineers and other tech techies. Um, so there are concerns. Uh, what do you guys 
how you guys feel about this? I think it's it's one of those. Um, obviously, it's a uh, you know it's you know from the from the from the get go, it's like concerning like why her account was locked locked out. Um, obviously, this is very uh, similar to the the prior the AI uh, uh, researcher that got you know kind of fired uh, from the from the company, but. You know, they say that, like you said, they have receipts that apparently perhaps she was gathering data, which who knows what these documents could have been. Um, I don't know if it's maybe something uh, to do with her treatment, maybe some emails or some some contact communication that she's received that she was concerned about. Or maybe she's trying to get some data that she she shouldn't have access to and trying to use uh, use this data for whatever means to uh, uh, accomplish a goal. But. I just think it's one of those, obviously, it's concerning. I know that Google has been in the, in the light right now with uh, some of these uh, these uh, black employees having issues with their, their 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 policies and how they're hiring. And um, I think I've read and I, I read through that article as well that um, something to the effect that they had uh, they've been been avoiding a lot of black colleges. And that they, some of their like hiring managers or whatever, are kind of like, kind of ignore some of these these big black colleges because they feel like they don't have enough talent there, that can uh, they're not of a high enough level to be able to to support their their, you know their infrastructure their their technology they can't they they pretty much don't have the skill set the computer science skill set to actually handle the job, um, but it's it's concerning that. You know, these colleges are, are known for producing, you know, quality talent, you know, quality individuals and for them to have such a hard time finding the quality individuals in these in these spots. It, it seems very, very questionable. But I think there's a there's a lot to this. But I, I heard you you about to hop in, too, Shannon. Did you have some thoughts on it as well? So, so I did. Right. So this is this puts Google in a bad spot. Right. Because I, I'll tell you from my personal experience, um, the last two jobs I've had three, if you include the military, right? Like there are, you're, you're not supposed to take information and send it off to external addresses, right? Depending on what you have, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to businesses, right? That stuff is proprietary. They yep. protect it. So Google may have a case here, right? But the reason this is probably getting the attention it is, is because of Dr. Gabriel, you know what I mean? Like you already had mm-hmm. an issue in this right. department that was very well publicized, so they're kind of in a hard spot here. Like they can come out and be like, oh, we're not attacking her. This is, and they even say it's the standard, like what you read off, Ryan, like this is the standard. This is what happens right. when these things are triggered in the company, right? <clears throat> so they could be very just yeah. in what they're doing, but it, it's one of those things is like, do you really want to give, do you really want to give them the benefit of the doubt after what just happened back in, was that September with Dr. Gabriel? September, October time frame? Yeah. Yes. So it, it's like, uh, you may be doing what you need to do, but you already have a history, right? Oh, <laughs> smoke right. fire type thing. You know what I mean? Like, what's to say? And what's to say? What she wasn't sending out? Maybe again against against company policy. Maybe that was the receipts for Dr. Gabriel, right? Like it could have been she was sending out to some news organizations or anything. Again, purely speculation, right? Saying, hey, this this mm-hmm. was why she was unjustly fired or whatever it may be. Um, she it it could have been corporate espionage. I don't know. Maybe she wants to go work for Amazon. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she, she was yeah, right, right. But um, 
Yeah, if, if it's your yeah. company policy that you have to, if you have to investigate this, then yes, do that. But in, in the court of public opinion, like I like I say, week in and week out, that's where that's where these companies lose, right? And right now, it just doesn't seem like it's a good look because of that. Right, right, right. I agree with you on right. that. I'm sorry, Ryan. So, go ahead. Uh, no, you're you're good. So uh, a couple of notes, just just for clarification for the for the audience. So. Uh, uh, M. Michelle, which is her Twitter account, M, at M. Michelle underscore AI. Uh, she, she is a woman. However, she's not a woman of color. However, she did speak out against the diversity, uh, the programs, and what have you. In a recent tweet, which goes right into our next hot topic, she, uh, she tweeted, say you have a problem with consistently alienating Black women and have caused serious damage in their lives. You could, A, try to undo that damage, B, try to find more Black people to like you, in quotes, she put the tokenism approach. Then she says, good luck, dot, 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 dot. So that leads us into the next um, hot topic, which is Google is, trying to make sure I get the title, Google CEO to meet with black college leaders following racism allegations. So uh, due to all of what's uh, been happening this past fall and winter with Google, uh, their uh, CEO, he's also the CEO of Alphabet, right? Uh, let me make sure I get this right. Sunda uh, Pichai. Did I get that Sundar right? Pichai. Pichai. Yep. Yes. Uh, he wants to meet with Black college leaders to discuss the lack of diversity and basically try to, to build a bridge uh, where Google has been uh, been lacking. So in the article, which is, is a pretty good one in CNN Business, uh, they discussed the, the colleges he's going to reach out to. Uh, this this meeting is going to happen on the 29th. Um, it was put together by the CEO, um, Harry Williams, uh, president and CEO of Third Good Marshall College Fund, a nonprofit, uh, and to which he's bringing in a bunch of these colleges, which include the presidents of Howard University, North Carolina A&T, uh, Prairie View A&M, and Baltimore's Morgan State to uh to basically speak to uh to them directly to uh to kind of listen to their complaints and concerns as well as uh discuss how to better bring in people of color uh black and brown people both these universities to their stem engineering and uh computer science divisions how do you guys feel about this go ahead Levon. Yeah, so I think it's uh, obviously it's it's a great thing that they're doing. Um, I know that they're they kind of been in the fire a little bit with the the recent allegations, and you know, and then as you mentioned, uh, the ethics lead had uh, had their account knocked out just recently. So I know they're they're obviously trying to make a point here to to reach out to these colleges, which I think they should be doing, and and I think they had they have in the past. I think I've read some uh, some statistic that they had. I guess in um, according to the 2020 diversity report, um, they hired from 15 HBCUs and 39 HSIs, which are the Hispanic uh, Hispanic institutes. Um, but you know, it seems like they're doing work. I don't know what the percentages of you know how many you know non-black colleges have they hired from, and um, what those statistics are. But they they say that they're trying to trying to up their workforce um, in the next like four years they're going from uh, they're trying to get 
underrepresented, uh, increase the underrepresented uh, groups by 30%. Because as of right now, they have 3.7% uh, of the workforce is black, which is up from 2.4 in 2014. So they're, they're making strides. I mean, at least they're making an effort um, at the very least. Uh, but they, it definitely seems like there may be some things internal that they need to address and just make sure people are are being respected and that their the voices are heard. Uh, and there's a term going around. It's called like allyship. We just kind of like you're looking out for people that that maybe unrepresented or people that whether they're black, whether they're gay, whether they're um, like they have a they're handicapped or some sort um, that you're you're looking out for them and make sure that they feel they feel represented, they feel empowered, and that their their voices heard. So I think it's just important that that all companies kind of take note of that and make sure that they're doing the best effort to make sure that internal uh, groups are, are are comfortable with the workplace and make sure that they're not feeling harassed or uh, mistreated or uh, dis discounted compared to some of their other coworkers. So that's my, my thought on that. But what, what do you think about that, Shannon? So I think it's a good first step for Google, right? Um, with what you mentioned, right? The stuff that they've been going through with Dr. Gabriel and now uh, the other one, Meg, M Michelle, that they're going through. Like it's it's one of those things where Okay, you you have an issue, and I'm not going to say they're doing it for PR, right? Like it could be something that Sundar Pichai is the CEO, right? You're ultimately responsible for everything. You're ultimately held accountable. It doesn't mean you know everything that's going on, right? So it's one of those things where now he, being the face, has to go out there and 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 try to make amends for this. Now for the HBCUs, this can be a little difficult, right? Because for them, they see these. I, I know they're paying attention to these articles that are coming out. Uh, about Google uh, being racist and sexist, right? Because the the two that they just fired, the two that they had the issues with were also female, right? Dr. Gabriel and and uh, April Curry. So sexism is also another thing that they, they could be dealing with. But the HBCUs want to hear it from the horse's mouth, right? So they, for them, it's one of those things where we need to hear from the horse's mouth what's going on. And they don't want to stand in the way of the opportunities for the people that are attending their schools, Right. So they can't automatically just say that one of the biggest tech companies out there, right, we're just not going to deal with you anymore. And everybody that decides to come to our school has to deal with that, right? Like you need to be right. open to it. You need right. to sit there and say, okay, let's sit down, figure out what happened, how we can fix it going forward. If it was a mistake, okay, acknowledge it. Let's let's put these things in place to make this better going forward. So I think it's good for, for Google, right, to take this step. And I think it's good for the HBCUs. So it, it, I, I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think even, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ryan. No, you're good. Go, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna, just gonna kind of just reiterate and just kind of agree with uh, what Shan was saying that you know, just it's a great first step. I mean, at the very least, it's showing some initiative. He's the he's the head of Google. He has to make a appearance to at least uh, at the very least seeing that he's trying to address these concerns. And you know, I guess we have to see what comes of it because um, it seems like it. You know, it may not just be, you know, Google's relationship per se with these colleges, but it may be something to do with maybe some of the hiring practices internally and some of the, uh, you know, maybe some of the workforce that has certain certain mindset that may need to be uh, addressed with maybe some training and things of that nature. That's all I have to say about that. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> no, you no, you could. That, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, I, I was going to go probably in that same direction. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you wrapped it up uh, pretty nicely. Like, yeah, they they have some internal issues. So hopefully, he's going to uh, let these uh, these 
presidents of these these universities know that they're it's something they're working on, mm-hmm. uh, especially especially uh, in twenty twenty one. But I think that really does flow really well into topic one for uh, for. All sure. right, so. Uh, this is actually from uh, bizjournals.com, right? And it's how Atlanta's historically black colleges and universities landed millions from Apple and Southern Company. This is awesome, right? So like, this is the type of stuff we've been talking about, about how uh, these HBCUs, um, they may not have the funding, you know, to do different things or whatnot. And here swoops in Apple, you know, one of the bigger technology companies. And uh, so the Southern Company, actually, I had to look them up. They're actually a power company that does a lot of business down in the South, right? So what they're doing now, okay, is they are donating. So from Apple and from Southern Company, uh, each are donating $25 million to build what's called the Propel Center, which is a technology and innovation hub uh, for students at historically black colleges and, and universities. So for HBCUs, um, they're going to base it out of Atlanta University Center. Um, and this is the largest consortium of HBCUs that includes uh, Clark Atlanta uh, University, Morehouse College, Morehouse School of Medicine, and uh, Spelman College. So this right here will be nearly 8,000 students that are enrolled at this complex, which is awesome, right? And so um, before this article, so as I was looking a little bit into this, right? So Southern Company had actually been on this train starting in January of 2020, which I didn't even realize. It just slipped under the radar, but they announced that they were going to invest $50 million uh, to different HBCUs with scholarships, leadership development, and access to technology, right? So these guys, um, the Southern Company, they do their business in Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia, right? So uh, this this is a lot of money going to a good cause that we've been talking about and we've been trying to get out there to, 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 to say to these companies, Hey, there is talent there. Like you mentioned in the earlier article, uh, uh, LaVon, there's talent at these places, right? You just need to go out there and you need to find it. Mm-hmm. And this is making it, this is making it a lot easier. Right. I, I don't know if I mentioned it on, I don't know if we mentioned it um, off the podcast or if I mentioned it on the podcast, like the movie hidden figures, right. They filmed that. HBCU, like mm-hmm. they're trying to get the look of the '60s, and the way that these HBCUs look now is it looks like something from 50, 60 years ago. You know what I mean? They don't have fun infrastructure right. and things mm-hmm. of that nature, right? So this helps with like they're talking about building right. a center where you can get eight thousand students enrolled to try to get out there, you know, so you can go to your Microsoft, your Google, your Amazon, your Apple. You know what I mean? These big tech companies that are out there. Um, this really is a it's a good thing, and so it's. it's um, they're going to start this. I want to say uh, they're going to start funding for this. I think it's this coming school year. So fall of 2021, I think, is when they're going to start start doing this. And, and yeah, this is this is an awesome thing, man. I, I really love reading this story. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bob? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this is a, a great thing. Obviously, it's investing in, in HBCUs is, is, a, is obviously going to be a great thing. You can't you can't. Um, uh, scoff at that. It's the the fact, like you had mentioned before, that the fact that some of these schools, you know, they they look like they've they've been around for a minute. They don't have as nice of equipment as maybe you might see at some other, uh, um, you know, MIT or some other places that have like really high tech, sophisticated campuses with you know state of the art type you know equipment. Um, so I think that's great that they're investing millions of dollars into this this um, university and uh, the fact that they're, they're bringing it up and help support uh, the young up and comers. Make sure they have all the equipment they need to to get educated and, you know, kind of circling back to the previous article about the, uh, you know, concern from some of the 
maybe some of the people that work for Google's hiring department that they felt like some of these colleges weren't producing enough or qualified candidates. I mean, this this will definitely put them in line to make sure that there there's maybe no question about some of the the experience and education that they received at these these locations, especially if they're using some of the the you know, latest and greatest and and uh, you know they have a, a huge investment in their, in their department. So I like it. I think it's overall, it's going to be a great thing. Um, I, uh, I was looking at some of the data here. So I, I was looking at that article and apparently, um, you know, the Atlanta area had a decline in some of the, um, uh, the proportion of black yeah. workers in tech jobs. Um, yeah. Kind of declined from what, 27% to 25% in 2016. So about within a six year period. So it dropped a little bit, but, I think things like this, investing in Atlanta, Atlanta is obviously a big uh, black population. Um, and, uh, you know, this would drive a lot of people to, you know, even people just like hear about it, uh, young up and comers who are in, in high school, whatever, to think about going to a, a college and to hear about this college is just uh, invested, you know, so much money in their the IT department, right? Their, uh, you know, their science and, edu- you know, STEM STEM programs, they're going to be uh, more likely to to want to hop on board and, and try it out and, you know, um, see what they can learn from the, from the campus's, uh, new, new, uh, accommodations. So you, you have some thoughts on it too, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, so I agree with everything you guys are saying. Like, I think this is, this is huge and it's one of those feel good stories. Um, so I like definitely to have more of these for 2021. Uh, what really stood out to me about the article, um, was, uh, that your words have power, right? So, uh, Originally, I guess this the Apple came to them because uh, in the article it stated that um, Clark Atlanta University spoke up about the Netflix deal where um, uh, Netflix was going to or Netflix is going to uh, gift or award forty million dollars to both um, Morehouse and Spelman. So they then released a statement, even though they didn't receive the money. They said, you know how powerful that was, how great that was. And then they received a phone call from Apple because uh, in, in the article, it states that uh, George T. French, the, the president of uh, Clark Atlanta University, stated that Apple was impressed uh, and said that they wanted to work with an institution like that, like one that represents, one that, you know, uh, gives props to those uh, who are deserving. So I thought that was awesome. That just goes to show you, like, tearing people down does not uh, get you anywhere, but... In this case, it had nothing to do with their university. They just were happy to see it being being done, and now they've been gifted twenty five million dollars in 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 the entire you know structure of this deal um, as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. So you know, we should be definitely uh, lifting each other up because uh, there's there's huge potential. There. Yeah, and and, and also in that article. Um... Now, again, that it focuses on Apple and Southern Company, but there's a spot down in the article where they talk about investments in Atlanta's HBCUs for the year 2020, 2021. And they mention other companies. They have IBM on here, the Netflix deal you just mentioned, Ryan, going to, to, to Morehouse and Spellman. Uh, Bank of America gave $25 million. Bloomberg Philanthropies, $26 million to Morehouse. Um, different philanthropies. Uh, Mackenzie Scott. Uh, gave twenty million to Morehouse, uh, uh, NBC Universal's given six point five, Morgan Stanley. Like it's it's. I think these companies are starting to come around and see. You know what I mean? Maybe because of the summer we had last year, it kind of opened their eyes a little bit. Like wow, maybe they didn't know what was going on in the world. And they see and they're like, okay, let's help people 
get better. You know what I mean? Let's help people get better opportunities because that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, I guess the running theme is like the, these people are talented and qualified. They're just not represented. They're not, they're not in the spotlight. So now these companies coming aboard and investing in them uh, just goes to show the, uh, the strength there. So hopefully this, this keeps rolling. Uh, and I can see a decade from now, uh, probably sooner, but you know, years from now, you'll see a huge uptick in those numbers. Like we shouldn't be at 3%. Uh, we should be at closer to 14. It should be more representative, more representative uh, in my sure. personal opinion. Um, yeah, without a doubt. But yeah, yeah. So, so all the, all the, all those all that synergy is now gone. So, topic <laughs> topic two has no has no segue. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, listeners! Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. So uh, topic two, I jumped on this one uh, because of uh, this prior week, I recertified my CCNA doing a a ton of SD-WAN courses. And then uh, if luck would have it um the same week there's an article released on the uh the threat post about the critical cisco sd-wan bugs allow rce attacks so uh like i said i did a lot of sd-wan uh uh i guess boot camps so to speak like videos tutorials things of that nature like i learned about the uh, the dna center um uh, sd-wan master class all that good stuff so I, i learned a lot of good stuff um However, this week, uh, Cisco disclosed that there are some issues uh, with SD-WAN that they've recently patched. So that's, that's the good news. Uh, but what, what struck me was the severity of some of these uh, critical flaws. Uh, there's multiple critical vulnerabilities in, in uh, the software-defined networking for uh, the wide area network, right? You have buffer overflows, you have uh, potential injects, you have... Uh, um, what is uh, it's not cross site scripting, it's um, trying to remember SQL injection, or did you say that right? Yes, uh, so yeah, so in, injection attacks, um, they said the following products have uh, have been affected. So you have SD WAN, um, you have the iOS X, XE, you have the uh, the VBON or- orchestrator, you have the uh. Uh, v Edge cloud routers, and you have the V Edge routers, as well as the V V V Manage software and uh, V Smart controller software. So uh, it runs the gamut. So it just goes to show you um, you definitely have to to, to patch it and uh, make sure that you're you're um, completely in the loop of what vulnerabilities are out right. there. Uh, I'm kind of tongue twisted. Kind of tongue twisted. Yeah. Um, so you tell you tell Mike. <laughs> it's um, all good. No, I'm good. But a, a lot of it comes down to uh, the unauthorized um, uh, logins that allow for privileged escalation uh, to uh, to root access. So that that, that blows my mind. 
um, that's such a vulnerability. Because like back when I was doing switching and routing, like back in the Stone yeah. Age, right? Um, it was all it was all about your tech X and your your uh, your radius type protection. Mm -hmm. So you know, I need I need the username and password um, that was like eight thousand characters long to ensure that no one can um, get into the account and have have admin type access. Right. Um, but due to Cisco's movement towards uh, a more software based uh, platform, now you're starting to see injection attacks. You're starting to see um, unauthorized accounts with uh, root level access. So there, there's some growing pains there. Mm -hmm. uh, they also said that there was a, a critical flaw uh, in the uh, the DNA center. So the DNA center is like the uh, the monitoring and automation and insurance platform um, for all their SD WAN stuff. So just just think, take all of the the normal infrastructure you would normally see, the switches and routers and what have you, and all the stuff is folded into. Um, software um and the the only appliance that's really there um is the the dna center and even that can be hacked so mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty yeah. crazy so a, a lot, lots of patches are being pushed out um they cisco says they don't believe there are any specific threat vulnerabilities um uh because of this that's why they disclosed it uh shortly after patching it um but they just want everybody to be aware that there were some critical flaws um and we need to be on the lookout. So how, how do you guys, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's like, um, it seems like, you know, I, I don't know which, what much more that could be said besides the, you know, just the fact that these are the kind of things that happen and with all like technologies and, and software is, is bound to be uh, vulnerabilities that are found that people just have not aware of, the, 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 the developer of the software, um, you know, maybe miss something or it's just something that, uh, over time kind of uh, produced itself or, or revealed itself as a, a vulnerability within the software. And, uh, you know, all the companies have to do their best to try to keep their stuff patched up and make sure it's working. I mean, we, we did you know, have a, a situation with, with the SolarWinds attack that it ended up being the patch in itself that seemed to uh, cause a little bit of a compromise. But generally speaking, I'm sure like 99.99% of the, the patches out there are safe and they do uh, the, the work that's intended of, further securing or making the, you know, software uh, more functional than it was before. So it's uh, just one of those things that, that, you know, Cisco came across a, a situation that they identified that something wasn't patched properly or something needed to be uh, exploit needed to be patched. And they, they went through the, the efforts to, to identify that and, and kind of resolve it. Um, and obviously, you know, it's hopeful that there's nobody that was, uh, deeply impacted by the vulnerability, like some other big companies or anything like that, that may have had like Cisco equipment that was on, you know, on the on the on the WAN or whatever that was connected to from some some malicious uh, perpetrator that tried to use this exploit to try to get inside the network. But uh, hopefully, you know, those companies were were uh, quick on patching when when Cisco did release uh, the update and uh, took care of that. But I'm not sure what's much more I could say about that. So, yeah. Do you have any so, opinion so, on that? Ryan, when you sent this out, right, I started to think. I was like, man, we can't go a week without something like this popping up, right? And I, and I started to think about it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe these companies just aren't being careful now, right? And I had to, I had to sit back and think on this. And I was like, well, no, I don't think that's the case, right? These companies are investing the money to have their products tested right? We, we know they are. They have the people out there that do these things. Mm -hmm. But what you have to think about is that, and Ryan, you said this before, right? Like idle hands are the devil's work, right? 
So even though a company like Cisco has teams of people right. that are testing this stuff before it goes out, you got to remember they're a company, right? They're in it to make money. Like they could have these teams of people working on this stuff for five years, but if it's not released, it's not making them any money. You know, they can't pay these people, you know? So there comes a line. There has to be a chalk line somewhere you snap to say, okay, we've done enough. We think it's good. Uh, let's release, right? Now, again, they may have, they, they have these teams, right? It could be a team of 20, 30, 40, 50 people. But when you release these products out into the wild, think about how many people are out there Again, idle hands are the devil's do, do the devil's work, right? So they're out there just trying to find stuff. Now you got your white hats, your black hats, some gray hats in there too, right? <laughs> but 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 uh, you got people out there that just they have the time to do these things and they have nothing better to do, right? Especially in the days of COVID, right? We know they're just sitting out there trying to find stuff to do, and then this stuff pops up. So, I mean, I I want to be. I want to be a little bit more lenient with these companies because I understand what they're out there for, right? This is capitalism. You got to make money, right? That's where we live. We're not, we're not giving it all to the people just to give it to the people, right? <laughs> for the benefit. But yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing right. to me that every week I, I I'm almost positive the next week when we come on, there's going to be another story, right? Not necessarily Cisco. I'm just saying another <laughs> story. There'll be another hack. There'll be, some other vulnerability, you know, some other zero day out there or whatever it may be. But um, I, I know how this is going to sound, right? Like I'm not a, I'm not a shill for management. I don't think, but I kind of feel bad for these companies because they're put in a bad spot. Like, yes, they are doing their due diligence. They're, they're exercising due care, but it's, it's one of those things that I don't think there's ever any getting around it. You know what I mean? If you ever want to be a business that makes money, it, it, that's constantly releasing bigger and better products to stay ahead. Right. So, and I agree with uh, the, the majority of what you said, like, it's just, it's the way it is. You have millions of people out there who potentially uh, put their hands on it and exploit it. It's just, once it gets out to the, to the, to the world, you don't know what exactly is going to happen to it. Um, however, I do believe that uh, when it comes to secure software development, the, the onus is obviously on the uh, the corporation. And th- this is a, a lot of very, I, I just shouldn't say basic because to exploit it is not basic at all. But in, in practice, input validation, uh, as well as uh, designing your, uh, your buffers to not have buffer flow flaws, it should be baked into the development of software. Uh, people will still exploit it, it'll still happen, but it seems like their whole suite was vulnerable. Um, at least from the, the the products that I know, like I, I didn't I didn't do any training with the uh, the VBond orchestrator uh, or the uh, the V Edge uh, cloud routers, but the, the V Edge routers as well as the the DNA center, um, I've learned how to install and set up. And you would you would hope that the the team would um, make sure that they have proper uh, input validation and things of that nature um, baked in. But but like you said, like uh, idle hands, man. What is it? Idle hands are the uh, the devil's playground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or tools of the right. devil. Like pe- people will figure it out. Um, it just it, it seems like this is because it's it's so many different um, licensed products that there there is a systemic issue there. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, like these these are the ones they disclose. Like what else is out there? We have no clue, right? Uh, until until either they disclose it or somebody discloses it for them. Um, uh, <laughs> as of right now, you know, uh, get your patches. 
because you that's right if you if you if you upgraded to the the, the latest and best from cisco you, you definitely need to patch it uh asap right mm-hmm. but uh an awkward segue speaking <laughs> of uh, <laughs> corporations and security i leave it to levon for yeah right on so yeah t- topic three i was gonna uh, i was gonna kind of just briefly kind of walk you guys through or just to kind of explain um some of the information you actually picked up from this article on uh, the ZNet, uh, ZDNet.com uh, by Liam Tung. Uh, it's pretty much the article, you know, Microsoft, how zero trust can protect against sophisticated hacking attacks. And so in this article, essentially it just goes through uh, some of the um, kind of recommendations from, from Microsoft in regards to how, how to protect, uh, you know, protect yourself from attacks and how companies may, want to evaluate themselves uh, to uh, prevent from like, somebody's future, like uh, kind of like we had with the solar winds um, uh, attack. So in the article, uh, it discussed like the zero trust mentality, which is essentially um, everything in your network, you, you have to deem it as unsafe. You have to imagine that there's somebody's already compromised that device. Don't think that, Oh, something's internal to my network. It must be safe. I've already, uh, you know, it's inside. So no way, nobody can touch it. So you have to assume that everything is it's been already been compromised, so that you can kind of uh, kind of understand that and evaluate as well as you can kind of compartmentalize like your your infrastructure so that you don't have everything able to touch everything. Um, there should be certain sects of of you know network segmentation within your environment that kind of cuts things off. But uh, you know one of the big points, um, and there's a Microsoft director of identity security, Alex uh, Wernert. Uh, Wernert. Um, he was discussing that the uh, three main attack vectors are compromised user accounts, uh, com- are comprised uh, vendor accounts, or comprised uh, compromised uh, vendor software. So those are oftentimes like the the methods of attack, the uh, vectors of attack, and a lot of that can be resolved with uh, implementing like an M- MFA solution, something that can actually prevent you from uh, prevent people from just gaining access to account. Uh, with a simple username and password and just get into it. Um, or once they compromise it, that they can't, um, well, yeah. So essentially you want to prevent people from just using username and password, just get to the account. And then from there kind of branching off to other accounts or especially if they get access to a, a high level account, um, which was, I believe was a part of the reason why we made the whole, uh, like solar winds attack. So, uh, um, uh, so impactful is that they, they got access to like a high level account, um, within within the, the 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 premises, and they were able to use that to actually kind of access a lot of the other equipment within the network. Um, but simple like MFA solution would would actually prevent that. Um, uh, Microsoft said that they have they found that ninety nine point nine percent of compromised accounts um, don't use MFA. Um, so that's kind of a, a, a pretty telling statistic. I mean that means that maybe like you know point one percent of accounts that are compromised were actually using MFA. Um, so it kind of goes to show that, you know, perhaps this is a, a good way forward to kind of help, you know, solidify and protect your network that you have, uh, have something in place to, to prevent people from just easily accessing your credentials and your account. Um, and similar to what I said before with kind of uh, limiting your, the, the reach of your, 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 um, your accounts and your applications so that, you know, one account doesn't have access to, to every system in the network that it has 
that you're kind of limiting the the um, I guess the uh, amount of uh, control and access that the the account has over the the premise on premises devices or in the cloud devices that you're making sure that you use uh you know that you use that that uh I, I blanking on the the phrase the uh, uh, limiting like the power that you have for those accounts so um, also with that oh wow. that's our privilege. I was, I was, I was, yeah, at least, uh, <laughs> least privilege, uh, <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah, the, yes, yeah, at least right, least right. So um, that's just obviously a good thing to do. That you don't want to um, have one account just rule them all. Um, and then uh, you know, one thing that the article mentions as well, which is a, a popular thing nowadays, everybody's going to the cloud. Um, one of the things with uh, Azure Active Directory uh, that was mentioned by the. Uh, uh, the security specialist or the, yeah, the Microsoft identity specialist, um, that they have a, uh, like a password protection, uh, to weed out weak passwords as well as, um, they have advanced password spray detection, and then they have, uh, AI for, uh, identifying accounts that have been compromised. So something that you can think about whether you're using Azure, using AWS, using Google, I think that a lot of them do have, uh, some security, uh, uh security, um, programs and systems in place to help weed out these accounts that get compromised. So you can kind of identify it earlier and be able to, uh, you know, act on that and make sure that you're reinforcing and securing your, your, your identities. So I know I just threw out a bunch of information, uh, a lot of factoids, but did you guys have any, any thoughts on anything I said or did I miss anything that Go you ahead, wanted Ryan. to correct me on that you had some thoughts on? Uh, no, it, it makes sense. Uh, the whole least privileged access uh, methodology, um, like definitely, like um, I hate. I, I don't hate. It's just <laughs> I dislike authenticators. Yeah, I dislike them with a passion. <laughs> it's just a lot of work for me. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I understand that. But, but I'm just being lazy, right? Like yeah. I, I like the zero trust methodology. Like it just makes sense. Like you know, like you in real life, like you wouldn't just give somebody your password. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just trust someone just because they're um, they're wearing a badge. You would want to authenticate. Like, do you belong right. here? Like, are you supposed to be here? You do the same thing mm-hmm. for your systems. Um, it's just the amount of work that takes place uh, to make it happen. But how much work are you doing in a, a, a solar winds, uh, solar gate type scenario? Right. Like, these people are working overtime, uh, auditing and doing forensics and what have you. And a lot of it could have been avoided had they used uh, zero trust in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we didn't know such a such a thing was possible to exploit. Like the, the idea of using your own patch against you. Crazy. Right. But you know, now we know you can't even trust patches. Right. <laughs> Don't trust anything. <laughs> if you can if you can help it. Like obviously there has to be some function, right? You have that the uh, the triad. Yeah. You have to have um uh, a certain level of uh, access or or else you know you won't be able to, to do your job. Um, but definitely uh, give give those privileges. To the so people it, I mean, so uh, when I think about this, right? So think? multi-factor authentication. I know DoD's been doing it for years, right? Something you know, something you have. You have your CAC, you have your PIN, right? So it's multi-factor. Um, there are more and more. I, I see these every once in a while. There are more. There's more and more research and more and more studies showing that just having a password should not be enough right? doesn't matter if you do a passphrase, doesn't matter the length. And, and it's very true. When you start thinking about it, you got people that are on these quantum computers now, you know, they're out there 
out there mining Bitcoin and breaking passwords. It's a crack password <laughs> right. at the same time. You know what I mean? Like the technology nowadays has made it a lot easier than what it used to be. Um, different encryptions are falling, you know, about every six months. Okay, can't trust this one anymore. You know what I mean? Um, so it's it's one of those things where, yeah, you definitely want to try to secure it as much as you can, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, your own stuff, usually money, right? Usually when it comes to money, it's like, okay, well, I'll log into my bank. Don't just accept my password, right? Like send me a text as well, right? I'm going to send a text to this number to verify and then mm-hmm. you verify with this code or, you know, and it's it's just it just needs to be the way we're going from here on out. I know it's easier just to have one one method of authentication uh, for these companies. It's cheaper, but it won't be as cheap as you getting sued mm-hmm. because into and people start losing their money you know what i mean so <laughs> invest in it now it's always more money up front uh but right. make it make it part of the practice a standard part of the practice instead of adding it on later right baking it in later to try to figure it all out you know right right hey, it's all good yeah if you uh you know see if you can find something real nice i know how you uh like to splurge a little bit in every now and then Levant? you know but uh Levant, i'm splurging like every eight, eight years uh, something Levant real nice like eight Oh. They got a lot of nice TVs coming out. <laughs> Come on, man. Look, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting these older technologies where the price comes down. Right, you know right. I mean? I'm trying to stay frugal. That's how the rich stay rich. I'm not saying I'm rich, but they, you know, maybe I'll get there. Right. You know. right. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point because imagine, I don't know, it's, uh, you know, it seems like it's, it's, a, it's a hassle now to have to like you know, put in and verify a second step of the, the login. But like you said, imagine if even if you're not even a company, you're just your own personal account, like your your bank account gets compromised or somebody gets your password and you don't have a like multi-factor setup and, you know, somebody else just logs in there and gets into your bank account. All of a sudden they, uh, they drain your bank account and, you, and you're looking at your, you log into your account later on and you see that there's nothing in there and you're like, wait a minute, you know, what's going on here? And it's, it's, uh, it's like, was it worth the, the, losing all your money versus like maybe just an extra step and just uh, verifying next, you know, every time you log into your, your, your bank account, you have to just, you know, enter a code from a, from a For sure. an email yeah. or something like that or text or whatever. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, a, yeah. It's the, it's the, the risk versus the, uh, I don't know, the, yeah. the functionality versus security, I guess, kind of thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Watch out for that insider threat. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I talked to you guys. So about a month ago, uh, because of my time difference, I woke up to several emails from Microsoft saying, hey, someone is trying to access your account. Hey, uh, someone has changed your password. Hey, you know, what I mean, like all these emails. So I was like getting panicky, like, oh, no, someone has compromised my Xbox Live uh-huh. <laughs> or my Game Pass. I was like, I need to figure this out. And then as I'm going through the emails, it discloses the uh, the IP space, mm. and I'm, I'm I'm a nerd. I'm like that is my house, <laughs> so I contact I contact my wife. I'm like, hey, did you change my password? She says, no, no clue what you're talking about. So, lo and behold, it was Junior. Junior was unable to. Uh, he was trying to get some uh, some DLC from 2K, and they sent it to my email. And he had shoulder surfed me enough to where he knew my uh, password and logged in. Or no, he was unable to log in because he, he was close, but not quite. So then he, how did he do it? It was so it was so clever. I was like, yo, he, he 
he used my username from Xbox Live, and then he tried to log into my email, and he couldn't. So then he sent himself a reset, and he he was able to get the reset from another email yeah. account that I had. Yeah. Like you know, how you have a how you set up a secondary email right. account and phone number. Yeah. So the secondary email account was on the on the Mac. So he logged into mm. there, reset the password, and then I had to ask him for my own password. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! He was like, he was like, I didn't, I didn't want to bother you because I knew you were sleeping. Right. I was right. like, I appreciate that. But shoot me a text. Like, I'm over here in forensic mode trying to figure out who had the right. account. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, that's clever. And that's he's every- the insider threat. Right. Every- <laughs> he got me. I think they mean no it trust. differently there, but I zero I trust. There. But uh, I, I, I think I'm gonna ask every time I log into PlayStation now. When I see you're on, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> send a message. Be like, hey, who is this? this Ryan? Who is this? <laughs> That's never me. That's never me. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that all those accounts belong belong to Junior now. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too. Because it actually reminded me too that I actually got a uh, got some alert. That somebody was was trying to like log into my 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 Hotmail, and uh, but I have two factors set up on it, and uh, it just showed like some bad password attempts, some random like IP addresses yeah. like that aren't at my house, and uh, so it's like for whatever reason they they targeted my account. Maybe it was compromised with some you know sometimes uh, locations of you know businesses whatever they have like they're they get compromised like we've talked about before, and a bunch of accounts will be. Um, will be like kind of thrown on the web or like, you know, added to like the dark web, like database, because uh, they have all these emails and may have passwords associated with them. Um, so it seems like somebody was trying to get to my account for whatever reason. And, uh, but I had two factors set up on it. So they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get any further. And, and plus they had bad password attempts anyway, but um, um, it just goes to show that, you know, you got to be aware of, of people might have access to your account. You got to assume that, Somebody has your password, and if they're gonna if they get your password, they're gonna get right into your account easily, you know. Especially if you're using some some random website somewhere that, you know, you have some, I don't know, you go to some some off the wall website that you're not really familiar with, but you set it up with like a username and password and all this kind of stuff, and use the same password for every account, and then they're gonna see, oh, there's an email account here. Let me go ahead and try to use that same password to use for this website for their email account, and oh, it's the same password. Let me just get right in there and you know do whatever I want. You know, you know what so I like to think, kind of think of those things. I like to think to be this aware. podcast has become so popular that you've become a target because of all your wings in your house, your next consoles, your new TVs. Right. So we're, right. we're getting a fan base <laughs> and it's getting out there that, hey, LeVar might be somebody I want to, this is the whale I want to target right here, you know? And I'm trying to believe, that's what I like to think. <laughs> no, I don't. So what the audience doesn't know is that prior to this this oh, podcast oh, that we were just talking oh, about how oh, you get you're about to get five or six TVs added to your your, your or, house and various different wings. <laughs> get ready for the Super Bowl. Don't have me. Don't have me. Yeah, don't me. <laughs> we don't want the audience to know that. <laughs> don't hack Shannon now. <laughs> leave him out of this. Leave him out of this. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the, the natural segue into uh, what, what what we've been playing, which is which is turned into what we what we've been buying, <laughs> what we've been watching, right? What what have we been right. doing? 
So I ain't, I ain't even why, got it yet. Like I, 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 right. I'm looking like it's in the plans, you know what I mean? But I ain't got it. Yet. I don't know. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Exactly. That's, that's right. what Warren Buffett does. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, man. Good, good luck on your uh your your TV shopping and what have mm-hmm. you. So you can hopefully hopefully while you're out there, you can find a next gen system so we can be like Levon. That's right. <laughs> I uh, know. I just gotta find it. It's gotta. Uh, I don't know. You gotta be lucky. Gotta avoid those bots. Yeah, I was super discouraged. I saw that um, GameStop and Walmart were restocking. I didn't even mm. try. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I was like, no, I'll, I'll just like one day I'm gonna go into the store and just yeah. be there. I'm like, ah, yeah, okay, because I, I still I still got the money. I ain't spend it. So whenever I see it is when I right. Get. You have a TV to handle it. You just. You're, you're, one, of, you're one of those audio and video files where it needs to yeah. be to the uppermost extent of whatever you have. That's what it is, Brian. That's, a... that's the that's the only extent. That's <laughs> like I, I didn't, but it's it's like it would be like buying a a four K Blu Ray player and putting on black white TV. Turn knobs, right? The... That's not the. <laughs> Why would I do such a thing? Why would I do that? Right. <laughs> I, need, I need everything everything to be on the same level, sir. All right. But uh, what I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of the, the Last of Us Part Two. Not this week because I was so busy. But I got to last weekend, I got to about halfway. It's taking me forever because <laughs> I'm finding every little note, every little supply. Right. I'm like, I'm probably not going to ever play this again. So let me get everything out of it. Like I, I've probably been playing for like 20 hours. That's the, I'm only like halfway done. Dang, that's good. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's uh, a little bit longer than I thought of a game. Like they have like a lot into it. They put a lot into it, and it's very like I don't even like towards the end when I thought it was over. It's like oh, they still got like a whole nother like scene. I gotta gotta figure out and do some other extra stuff. Right. So it's uh right not not to not to spoil it for anybody in the audience, but uh, I'm I'm I am controlling a character that is super deep. Right. You know what I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What is going on <laughs> during, during the apocalypse? Right? You are diesel. Yeah, getting swole. <laughs> you got to. So you got to imagine that during like the apocalypse like that, or the uh, you got to you got to make sure that you're in shape. You can battle these zombies. You can't be some like you know frail, uh, weak person walking around trying to like run and like fight these freaking zombies. Yeah, but you'd be you you'd be uh, skinny swole. You would like this person is obviously <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. Where you from? Right. Right. Man, they, they, this person is ripped. I'm like, that's what's up. So, <laughs> welcome to the apocalypse. Right. But uh, I, I haven't really watched anything, to be honest with you. Like, none, none of that. You guys uh, play or watch anything of, of interest? I've been sticking around with the, uh, still playing some, some uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, I think uh, I don't know if I, since the last time I was on the call, I think uh, I was at two divine beasts. I got the third one finished. I'm on like the fourth divine beast before I go battle Ganon. Um, okay. But uh, besides that, I've just been chilling out. I've watched, um, I've been watching this this anime called The Great Pretender, which is uh, it's, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty good so far. I watched like the first. It's good. Yeah, it's six okay. or seven episodes, I think. But it's uh, essentially it's about these these guys that are 
are pretty much con artists, con con artists, and they're going around like conning people and finding different ways to they get money out of them. And they, they get this big scheme to, to con this um, this like mafia drug dealer type dude with a bunch of money, and uh, end up getting like some millions of dollars out of him. But it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. Had a, a cool premise. That I haven't seen like a like an anime like this, but it's uh, it's been pretty good so far. So have to see how how it continues. Um, yeah, besides, I've been watching that the new WandaVision on uh, Disney Plus. They got the, that's oh, pretty good. Gonna... It's definitely very like it's it's pretty cool how they're doing. It's very um, I don't know, kind of keeps you guessing. It's like they are making it very um, I don't know. I don't know how to how to describe it. It's very vague and like it's kind of slowly revealing what's going on because it's. I'll give this much that it's set like in a um, kind of like the past or like they're it's almost like they're doing a sitcom like a um, maybe like a, a I Love Lucy or you know Brady Bunch type thing and like you hear like this audience laughing right. in the background while they're doing things and then it's slowly kind of revealed that they're maybe they're not in this area that they're supposed to be in it's like a, some sort of illusion or something but you're not really sure but it's uh, it's kind of like a, a very very cool premise they put together I think it's the, the guy saw on like on what is it like Rotten Tomatoes or something like that that they got like really good reviews. Um, I think people are really enjoying it. myself, I, I saw that too. Like Rotten Tomatoes said it so, was like the the highest yeah, rated Marvel so. uh, thing that they have out right now. But I read the reviews on it, and what kind of struck me was that the reviewers are saying a lot of it's different, and Marvel took a big swing. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like. You know, it's it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of like for me when Andre three thousand started wearing brass skirts <laughs> and leather bracelets. Right. I was it's like, different. nah, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like, do that no more. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> see, look, this is where I'm in the minority, right? right? Like when they but you when got they the did love a, a, it was you got the love right? Right. right. Ah, that might be the beginning of the end, right there. That's what I said. I'm in the minority, man. I yeah. love Outcast, yeah. man. So I've been playing this kind of like music. <laughs> I was on board, and like I said, man, I don't know. He kind of, he kind of went crazy. I think, I think it's an Erica Badu thing. Like everything she touches, like you just lose it. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. Common do the same thing. You remember that, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but no, yeah. I, 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 Common, reviews, Common was I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm probably gonna pass. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to be. And I saw the trailers, right? And it's just like you said, like a sitcom <laughs> Dang, no. from like the '60s. It's like black and white, and then all of a sudden it's in color. And then, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, is is nobody gonna fight anybody? Like, is nobody, you know, where are the Infinity Stones? What am I watching here? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, man. It's 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 right up my alley, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. But I have to wait till it's all done. Netflix is spoiled. I can't, I can't yeah, watch one episode at the time. Uh, week, yeah. week to week. No, like that's right. peasants. All right, give me, give me all the episodes. Right, right. Time. I could feel you on that too. What, what are we waiting for? <laughs> right. I already paid you. Just give me all the content. Right. They want to make sure you, you stay paying yeah. though. You gotta. They gonna make it go for like a year long, you know, sitcom. <laughs> one episode a week. Make sure you stay, keep subscribed, you know. I don't know. But yeah, I think that's like maybe I, I agree with you. I mean, it seems like they might as well just release them all at once, but 
especially with the fact that they have so much content. It's like no way you can kind of get through all the content. Uh, they might as well just throw it out there and let people, you know, enjoy it. And they might be talking about it and they might, you know, subscribe and, 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 uh, you know, watch the series. But it's, uh, you know, I think it's all about kind of giving you a little bit, kind of keep you, uh, keep you on the, uh, I don't know, the fishing line or whatever you call it. Just kind of like keep you, keep you interested and uh, keep you coming back for more. But. Yeah, no, and and I, I hear that, but uh, like I'll like just me personally, I just follow. Oh yeah, yeah, I hear you. Like, uh, like I, I used to be uh, a big Agents of Shield Shield guy. I made it like maybe to the third season, and I was like, I just can't. I, I made it to the 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 Captain America crossover, mm-hmm. like the Winter Soldier crossover. I was like, man, this is this is crazy. And I finished the rest of that season, whatever season that was. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, like, <laughs> give give me all the content. At one time, let me just binge right. that joint. Right. So, but that, that's what's up. Um, aside from, uh, oh yeah, I forgot. I did start an anime since you brought it up. Uh, uh, Kimi uh, Su no Yaiba, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Demon Slayer. Finally came to Netflix. So I'm, I'm, I've been watching that. But I've been cheating. I've been watching it. I'm listening to it in English, oh. which is, I, I know it's, it's uh, oh, oh, it's, what the heck? Only, only, only because I've been I've been doing work while listening to it, and I can't, I can't, I can't do I can't do um, uh, subbed and do work mm. at the same time. Obviously, mm. I can't. I can't. How I dare you? Vocabulary. I don't. My my vocabulary is not strong enough for that. For that. How dare you? It was doing it in English. It sounds. It sounds, it sounds... <laughs> I can say there's only been like a couple animes I've enjoyed in English. I think it's probably better than English. It was like uh, like Cowboy Bebop. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think agree. Uh, I agree that one was really good. Uh, DBZ, I, I, I can't listen to DBZ. No, um, and because all the all of the characters, um, like just the screams are just so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> right, and all they do is scream. All they do is scream. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, high high school, of the dead. They I can't find that one anywhere anymore. But they did one season of that. That was a really yeah. good anime. But I listen. I, I listened to the uh, the uh, the dubbed. Or, I'm sorry. The I listened to the subbed, and then the dub was actually just as funny and just as hmm. good. Dang. Yeah, I was like, all right. Well, they pulled it. They pulled yeah. it from everywhere. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm all about that. I, I try to avoid a lot of the uh, the English when I can, but sometimes they do a good job. Um, I know it's been a couple of others. I can't think of them right off the top of my head, but there's been a few that I'm like, oh, man, this is really good, uh, um, you know, crew that they put together for this, uh, no, no, this dub. No, but, like my, my older two, I'm not. Yeah, like, it's like, I don't, I don't know what like you're talking about right now. <laughs> but like, my older two children are really into it, right? Like I walk into a room and they're just like, they're on it to where I'm like, man, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm like, what? Oh, this is uh, was it high school academia or whatever? <laughs> and, uh, this is uh, um, yeah, yeah. There you go, yeah. And then uh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Some yeah, other stuff I hear academia, of, and I'm like, man, okay, you know. And I just recently got HBO Max, so I know they got a lot of animes on there. Like when I browse through there, they got the was it Crunchyroll? That's got a lot of stuff on it. And, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, they got a lot of animes on here. 
So yeah, no. it's only a matter of time. Studio G- G- are, uh, as well. For my children are taking over my TV, you know. Right. Oh, you got a TV, Dad. This is great for anime. Oh no, 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 no. Y'all got TVs. Y'all right. can take it over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I believe that's a, a, a good natural conclusion. We, I, we, we've been on here for a minute, so now I'm scared. I'm like, oh, man, I hope you don't have sync issues. It's my fault, people. I apologize. I'm so far away oh. that I cause errors. So if yeah. it sounds like Shannon's cutting me off, it's not his fault. <laughs> right. Or if I laugh at the uh, awkward time, it's, it's not. <laughs> believe me, I laughed earlier. It's, like... it's, the, it's the distance. <laughs> <laughs> but. But thank you, thank you very much, uh, guys, for for uh, joining me like you do every week. I do greatly appreciate it. Take time out of your uh, your busy work schedules. Uh, thank you to the patrons, pa- patrons of our Patreon. Uh, please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, all of you guys on the free feeds, thank you for listening. Uh, please submit your questions, comments, concerns as well. We want everybody's input. Uh, we saw that the audience is is growing, but they're not saying anything. I need I need words <laughs> so I can do. A better job at things. Uh, please remember, you can reach us at the website www.theothersideofthefirewall.com, uh, our Patreon, which is the other side of the firewall, uh, Twitter, we're at on underscore firewall. That's at on underscore firewall. Uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page, the other side of the firewall, as well as the Facebook group, uh, which is also growing. It's a private group only because I stole it. I stole another private group and changed the name. And you can't unprivate a private group once it's established uh, because people are in it and you can't, you can't uh, reverse that once you have people, which makes sense. Because what if they don't want to be disclosed that they're in the group, right? So um, if, you, uh, if you answer the questions and then I will uh, approve you and you're in there. Uh, then we have the, uh, the Instagram, which is the other side of the FW. Uh, and then you have our personal Twitters. So I'm right, right security guy. Hit me up at uh, at Levon Maynard. There you go. Hit us up if you guys have anything to say, um, as well as questions, comments, concerns. Like we, I can't wait for a voicemail. Uh, and then interviews are inbound, people. So we'll have some interviews in the in the hopefully the, the not too distant future. Yeah, so, uh, I want everybody to be safe. After I get off of here, it's time to buy a TV. So. <laughs> no, it's been a... no, no. You're making me a, making me a target, Lamont. It means uh, like five or six TVs. <laughs> as, as, as we've been doing to you for the last seven years. Right? <laughs> yeah, y'all definitely be easy. Make sure you watch the Bills game. I will be up extra early in the morning to watch them beat the Chiefs because how dedicated you have a fan should be. It's probably, I don't even know what time. It's like three o'clock in the morning, but it's worth mm. it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Oops. I said it. Uh-oh. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next week I'm like in, over here crying. Yeah. Like <laughs> like, we're supposed to go to the Super Bowl. What happened? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, listeners! Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However. In these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.